Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to Winter is Blooming, a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast by us, the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today we conclude another season, season five, episode ten, the finale, titled "Mother's Mercy," written by D and D David Benioff and DB Weiss, directed by David Nutter, the Nutman. I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and tis always a pleasure to have you. And today, we've got our one-year anniversary of Winter is Blooming, buddy. Mm-hmm. Season 5 finale here on October 30th. We began this rewatch a year ago. October 31st, technically, um, mm-hmm. last year. But, you know, this is the closest we're going to get as far as Winter is Blooming is concerned. And it'll be the only year-long anniversary we have. We'll we'll finish this far before two years rolls around. So I figured it's worth celebrating. That's uh, true. Yeah, and perfect timing, I don't know, on a holiday. You know, it's spooky season. Spooky season. It doesn't necessarily season. fit the show. But it, I don't know, it kind of feels nice to watch it in the fall. You know, um, we, the, the other day, or, or a couple weeks ago, we, we, talked, uh, we talked hard home. And... Uh, you know, you got the zombie thing going on over there. It's October. It's spooky season. It feels dragon. It feels fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fantasy creatures. Yeah, fantasy's not real. I don't know. I don't know why, but fantasy feels more fall and winter mm. than spring oh, yeah. and summer. Um, oh, I, I would, I would agree. And it also depends on the fantasy you're watching. I think, especially Game of Thrones, is a more fall winter thing. You know, winter is yeah. coming. Winter is yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, uh, I guess like Lord of the Rings summer. Spring. I get a little bit more. I get a little bit more of a spring summer thing um, going on yeah, there. Uh, but uh, yeah, regardless, we uh, y- are you ready to jump into the season five finale, like, uh, my friend? We're here. It. I don't know why. Uh, it feels like we haven't it haven't done a finale in a long time. But also, it feels like we just finished season four a couple days ago. I know. Um, you know, it, we're rolling deep. We're rolling deep. This is this is the fiftieth episode of Winter is Blooming. So. Hey man, this is That's a, a year. It's, it's, a what a year time to be alive! You know, only only two breaks. Um, that That's we, true. Only that two we weeks left. Um, but man, what a TV's just meant to be watched a week at a time, or it I is. mean, bingeable. But man, it does depend on the the yeah the way the story is told, and mm-hmm. I think this this it 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 is bingeable. But I think man, I've I've just realized how much better it is taking your time with the story. With everything, it, yeah. yeah, it's like that's that's what makes the sh- show so good in the first place is that it does just sit with its characters and let them talk. Mm-hmm. But then whenever you can just sit on it for another week, and then also you know we go above and beyond and discuss every episode in and very excru- excruciating yeah, detail. In fact, breaking down everything. So that does also help. Um, this isn't the average fans viewing of Game of Thrones. No, not by any whatsoever. means. This is and this is I've watched this. I think 
can't remember what watch through I'm on. Probably four or five. Mm. Fully yeah. not not the case, you know, because I I watched in anticipation of season seven. Um, then I rewatched mm. up through season seven, anticipation mm. of season eight. Then I rewatched the full show. Then I rewatched the full show, and now I think we're re- I'm rewatching the full show for my third time. Um, yeah, that seems about right. Um, and yeah, this is definitely like it feels like a, we we have taken a course on Game of Thrones. Like you know, not you know, it, it's kind of what we said for the comic book journey. We were like, yeah, we're going to be comic book experts by the end of this. We'll literally have covered every comic book movie there is. Mm. You know, like, yeah. It's it's like a course, but this is this is the Game of Thrones the Game of Thrones course. Um, so welcome welcome to class, and uh, we're almost done with the books. Um, after after this one, after this one, there's no more no more book content here. Which is uh I don't know maybe maybe that's why I was so for some reason having this inclination to read the books again. Um, maybe hey, was I out. I need to get back into it. I started. Reading them pretty faithfully at the beginning of our uh, at the beginning of our rewatch, but they are a commitment, my friend. Those yeah, are some man. big ass books, big ass and books. Faces are easy, um, but names keeping track of all those names is tough in book form, especially if it's a book only character that doesn't exist in the show, and you have to assign. Yeah, you can't imagine them. Yeah. Um, as with just a the face that exists, you know, like a uh-huh, exactly. But that's okay. That's all right. That's a different medium. That's you know. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I, I enjoy reading a great deal. I I I tend to stick to nonfiction nonfiction reading most of the time too. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I'm trying to I'm trying to open up a bit. I'm currently reading a uh, Scorsese by Ebert, which is a a. Roger Ebert is one of the best film critics of all time and easily probably my favorite. Um, so it's just him chronicling every, all of his reviews for Scorsese movies since Scorsese started oh, damn. and then revisiting the movie as he was writing it. So like, uh, That's it's his original cool. review of taxi driver from 1976 and then Whoa. it's him in 2007 revisiting it actually and, living through all of them too yeah, 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 wow yeah. that's really cool that's very cool that's really cool no great book okay. strongly recommend and strongly recommend reading the works of roger ebert if you get a chance for uh pretty much every movie we've covered in the director spotlight if ebert was alive to cover it um because he passed several uh, several yeah. years ago um, the og director spotlight like yeah uh, there, there you go OG. Um, did it first uh he walked so we could we could fly uh, it's true it's true it's true and yeah, roger ebert passed away 10 years ago april 4th 2013 so um yeah if we're ever covering a, a movie before 2013 and there's an ebert review of it strongly recommend reading it he's got some great great film analysis but in the meantime let's talk some thrones what do you say yeah let's do it let's get to this finale we begin in the north, wherein, as the snow begins to melt, Melisandre is elated. The sacrifice has worked. The blizzard has subsided. Everything's okay. Uh, but still grieving, Stannis prepares to march on Winterfell. She's trying to be all touchy-feely. Yeah, it worked. And he's like, nope, I fucking hate you now, and I hate my life, and I'm ready to die. How about that? Um, however, one of his generals informs him that nearly half his men have deserted. They were like, you know what? 
I'm yeah. good now. After you that just one, dude? hurt your daughter at the stake. I'm out of here. Yeah, um, you're gonna die anyways. We, even with me, with the other half of this army, we still don't stand a chance. Fuck See you no. later. Fuck um, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, a lot of people leave at different stages during this episode. Um, just to constantly leave. They leave there. Um, during the battle as well, whenever they realize the army's coming, you just see half of them just running in the yeah, other direction. run away. Um, and, oh, man. Yeah, this was, was tragic. Uh, and st- yeah, just to stand Especially in- considering, he's like, yeah, dude, uh, so half your army deserted, they took all the horses. Um, and then another soldier comes up and he's like, um, Stannis, uh, we got, we got some bad news. He goes, what is it? Can't be worse than mutiny. Am I right? Can't be worse than mutiny. Ooh. Very, um, very, uh, uh, to speak of Scorsese, you know, reminded me of After Hours, whenever that gentleman was like, uh, what's the worst she could do? Kill herself? And then gets a phone call oh, that his wife or his girlfriend had killed herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that that is the same. No, yeah, it hurt. This one was, was an oof. Um, Big oof. Big of yeah, man, uh, has hanged herself out of grief for her lost daughter, her sacrificed daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he views her body, his general reports that uh, Sir Melisandre was just seen leaving the camp. <laughs> she said, uh, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh my bro, god. When she heard right. the news that half the men had fled and they took all the horses, the way her face just goes, you know, like she's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna fucking die." You know, like, that's why she leaves. She doesn't leave because Stannis stands no chance, necessarily. Mm -hmm. She leaves because, okay, my vision, like, my vision for what's going to happen is wrong, and Stannis is going to kill me for this. Yep. And then, Solis, he's like, sir, we have bad news. Um, She's like, I'm going to ride the fuck out of here. I can't stick around, man. This is bad. Um, Stannis just got hit with a triple whammy, dude. Like, absolutely just getting hit. And then, I I was this close. I was so very close to giving Stephen Delane his second and final uh, uh, performance nod because he was really good in all these moments. Uh, sorry, um, yeah, not possible this episode. Yeah, there's just too much good shit going on. Otherwise, wow, but, uh, good mention, honorable mention though for him for sure. He and, did, he and did frankly, it's because of a moment coming up where I was like, you know what. At least you're going out like this, you know, and it's when they're marching across the fields with less than half the men he once had. His men start preparing for the siege, but instead the Bolton army is just like, let's fucking do this thing, man. And, uh, yeah, prepare the siege. We'll start the siege in however many hours to do yeah. like, Uh, your grace. I don't think we'll be starting the siege. Yeah, they're <laughs> coming, sir. And, you know, he turns around to his men, turns back around draws the sword and is like we die well my friend nothing you like know? a good sword draw you know i love a good I mean, sword draw and man. he's leading the pack too yeah it, against I think he's walked, who knows how far on yeah. foot no horses tired as hell, dude um, tired as hell just told to dig a trench two trenches by the way all the way around winterfell holy <laughs> shit that that sucks um and then now okay you're dead um you have no shot. Good luck. Die well. Or run away. All or, men must yeah, die. Or run away and do what the Boltons want to do anyways, and it, it, which is hunt people 
in the woods. It's like what yeah. they're they love I that don't know, shit. That's their leisure shit. So <laughs> I mean, this was not uh Stannis not the best military mind, but at least um Well, he is up. typically a better military mind. He just he, he did knew. not have the means anymore to do what his original plan was. And he's fucked, you know? Uh but uh yeah, it they rout the Baratheon army. It's a fucking slaughter. It's terrible for them. Um wounded and exhausted, Stannis fights off two remaining soldiers in the aftermath and collapses against a tree. Meanwhile, Brienne of Tarth was warned by Podrick Payne of Stannis' arrival and leaves her watch for Sansa's signal. And immediately upon leaving her post, Sansa lights the candle in the fucking window. Uh, And I remember watching this for the first time going, you know, like just... Same thing as Bran in the tower, Jon Snow's down there fighting wildlings, you know. Or at uh, Craster's Keep, Bran's right there, Jon, he see, you know, it's like, it's it's the same thing. It's like, God damn it, what the, just come on, you know, like, this is the, she gets out, so it's all good, you know, it it would have, it would have, you're like, yeah, it would have stung way more if she was still, like, I guess, I don't know, she ends back up with Ramsay, though, is the thing. I don't really remember how that all goes down, right? Because she's, she's, she's not actually good, though. She is. Really? Um, yes. Oh, well, that's very good, then. Um, then I'm very I happy. believe the first Stark reunion is John and Sansa. Those are the first two to reunite. She goes straight up um, to the... Does she, she go straight to the wall? Or does... Yeah, okay. Because... He doesn't stay at the wall for much. You know, he's like, my watch has ended, right? He plans on leaving, but right when he plans on leaving, Sansa shows up. Ah, okay. Um, So they do have to post up there for a little longer. Um, And then that's when they start planning against the Boltons and how they're going to go about this thing. And uh, Davos becomes Jon's right-hand man. He starts rallying people to Jon's cause and stuff. So, yeah, like, it, it all falls into place here. But I'm pretty sure Theon does not get out. I'm pretty sure he sacrifices himself to stay to help Sansa escape. No. Um, oh, not like death wise, but he sacrifices himself yeah. back into uh into Ramsey's. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean I think terrible. so. I might be wrong about that. I don't think I am, but I'm pretty uh, I'm there's there's a possibility, but uh regardless, uh she declares who she is to Stannis's face when she happens upon him, Brienne of Tarth. I am Brienne of Tarth, the sworn sword of Renly Baratheon. Mm-hmm. I saw my king killed by your, your shadow, a shadow that bore your face. And before drawing her sword to slam, Stannis, having lost everything, simply mm-hmm. accepts his fate to die. Oh, the, she asks him if he has any last words. Just, yeah. just a little pull out, you know. I sentence you, you to die. Oh, showing him, showing him the Valyrian steel too. Yeah, How he goes with the Valyrian steel. You know, if I'm gonna go, it'd be kind of sick to go with one cut the, right there, or, or like I don't and know. I, how I like great last words. Great last words on Stannis. Go on, do your duty. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and after is, a yeah. moment's hesitation, Brienne swings her sword at him finishing him off and elsewhere a perfect cut from that slang to ramsey finishing off a baratheon soldier mm-hmm. and heading back to winterfell so just a Ooh, wonderful yeah. little event there that creepy little walk back to the horse realizes a dude's still alive and like his tormented like like some grin that he gets from killing that guy like just yeah. like 
Or like, I surrender, I surrender. He's like, I accept your surrender. And then just stabs him. And I'm like, yeah, the dude's just fucking. Dude is sick. Uh, sick and so twisted. Ridiculously so. But, uh, yeah. In Winterfell itself, Sansa uses a corkscrew she pocketed earlier to escape her room, seeks the tower to light her signal. After the candle is lit, she sees the Boltons clashing with the Baratheon army and sees this as a time to slip out of Winterfell. And desperately running across the rampart, she is stopped by Miranda and Reek. And Miranda threatens Sansa with a bow, but Sansa, weary and realizing she can't escape, uh, tells her to kill her while there's still a part of the real her left. She knows what Ramsay will do. Oh, what a moment for Sansa right here. Like, this mm-hmm. was, I was like, damn. Like, this, uh, I, this moment I ended up giving Theon, the character, um, nod for being able to, to overcome all the reek. It's a right moment. There. It's a moment's notice yeah. too. Yeah. Like, and, uh, cause he and, arrived there and says, go with her, please. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and after the spilling of, you know, like, no, I didn't kill Bran and Rick on, there was just some farmer boys, you know, I, I didn't do that. Still betrayed Rob and all that. So it still stings a little bit, but Sansa's more like accepting, mm-hmm. um, of Theon now, like, especially after saving her life. Here. I love, I love so, that moment there where Sansa, little, you know, little, braces herself. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, like yep. for the arrow to hit. Like, she's ready for it, yeah. and then Theon attacks and finally breaks the hold on him, causes Miranda to misfire, grabs and hurls Miranda over the rampart. That shot of her like falling all the way down and then like the splat with the blood all oh, over the concrete, I, like Yeah. My yeah, god. I was like I was um, like when she was falling, I'm like, is she gonna survive that? And then nope. I saw the splat <laughs> and then the no movement, and I'm like, Nope, no, nope, she did not survive it. that yeah. one. And then it's the moment after that when Theon looks at Sansa and Sansa looks at Theon and they just stand there for a second and he's like, We gotta fucking go. You know, like uh coming back, we gotta run, and they're yeah. like, We have no choice but to jump off this fucking sixty foot castle wall. I mean they're they are landing in snow, so like you know, and probably a lot of it. Um, but like, oh my god, that it probably didn't feel the best. I forgot. Uh, I, I'd forgotten that this is how we end the season with Sansa. This is it. You know, we never yeah, they're just out of Winterfell, um, and not very far out of Winterfell either. You know, like they are just on the other side of the castle wall, which is also. Wow. But they're doing they're doing exactly what the Boltons like. They're heading straight into the woods. You oh, know, and uh, a hunt will a hunt will commence. Um, but that yeah. concludes the story there, and then we'll head to Bravos, wherein Sir Marin Tran is looking upon three young girls in the Bravosi brothel he's been taking part in. Oh God! Um, and of the three girls, you know he's he's got a switch in his hand and he's beating them to begin to sob and scream immediately when whipped. However, the last girl has no reaction. And here's the thing, man. This kind of blew my mind because, uh, you know. Arya's, you know, she's hardened. She's done some shit now. Do we know she was like this? Hey, they play the name of or the game of faces or whatever. They are like that's they true. That. She'd be getting smacked. Yeah, that's true. Like, I didn't think about she's that. Probably been doing it a lot. The waif probably coming to, into her room every now and then, just being like, you know, just because she's the waif. That's um, fair. I so, forgot about that specifically. That's exactly but, how they play the game of faces. Uh, the punch to the gut, though. Yeah. God damn. It appears I have my work cut out for me. You two leave. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully. 
you know. Well, like, and it just makes it even more sick that this yeah, dude yeah. was like, this is the guy Joffrey had beat Sansa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he just he wants to feel any ounce of power, like and and like, but the harder that it is to achieve is like hotter to him. Or it's like how he's getting his fucking like, kicks, man. Yeah, that's it's fucking like demented. What? Like like that's yeah. Whoa. Um, but man, no, this was was a smart play by Arya though. Was a sick oh, yeah. reveal as well. Just yeah, her the, putting her head down and then oh. and looking at Marin Tran's face, being like, "What the fuck." And then just, uh, dude, oh man, I was like, I was so hype. I was did like, you catch the face mask he, she was wearing. It was Gita, the girl that she helped <gasps> die. Oh my god, no, the nine year old. Yeah, yeah. Nine year old Marin Trant. Fucking goddamn! I'm so glad he's gone, and I'm yeah. so glad we have an actual tick. Like an actual, a true tick. True you know, he, she got uh, what's his fuck? Um, well, let's see, a pigeon? Uh, nope. The hound, uh, kind of. Uh, the hound spirit? Pot, no. Uh, no. Rorge? Uh, Rorge, maybe the guy who stabbed the little kid? Maybe. Oliver. Was... Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, attempted murder on the hound. The hound twice, kind of in my list. I have the man who sewed Rob's head. She is killed. Um, almost the hound that. the rock. Um, runs at the hound with a dagger. Um, several attempts on the hound's life. Yeah. Um, she thought about Tywin. Apparently. Um, let's see. But yeah, man. After yeah, removing the mask, Arya pulls out a knife, stabs Marin Trant in both eyes and his yeah. chest. I don't know how many times. Uh, she just. Bop, bop, and then why like the stuffing like cloth down his throat so that his they can't hear his hear him scream, yeah, like oh my god, like she is professional already. How does she like that? She's just intuitive like that. She's she's just got she's just got it like that, man. Like that's the thing. She's born for this shit, man. This isn't just like this isn't just like ah, she's been training with Jockin and this is no like she was made for this, you know. Like this is what she was supposed to do, and uh, you know she's like, uh, do you know who I am? You know, uh, and holds him up, holds the knife at his throat, stabs him in the side. God, you know, I am Arya Stark. Do you know who you are? You're no one. You're nothing. The flip of no one. She wanted to become no one, but now she's using it as like a an insult. You know. Yeah. I you know who I am. I I want you to know who's putting you down. And I was like, oh, I I did not have a bigger grin on my face. Uh, I I was I was. Oh, dude, fucking hype. Yeah, this this is a good death. Very good death in the show. Ten out of ten. Could watch any day of the week. Might start yeah, my favorite. No. You know, Shireen getting burned at the stake. I will watch that never again. Zero out of ten death um, in the show. There's not a single ounce of good in that death. This is everything. What's crazy, you know, it's like. Even Joffrey's like a nine out of ten, I'd say. Yeah. Close, but he's still a kid, you know. So, like, there still is just that. But like he's he fucking sucks. The, like, I'd like, say the reason that Joffrey's death is nine out of ten is it's not violent enough. Mm, true. Yeah, he true. deserves worse than a yeah. poison. 
You know, Your like that's might be like an eight. Yeah. No, but uh, no, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. This is a good one. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Arya then returns to the House of Black and White and returns Uh-oh. the face that she used to hide her identity. Uh-oh. However, Jockin and the Waif appear and say that Marin's life was not hers to take and that a debt must be paid. The Waif grabs Arya as Jockin pulls out a vial, presumably containing some kind of poison. He says, only a life can pay for a life. And it seems that he's about to pour it down Arya's throat. When he goes ahead, tips it back and chugs it on down. And with Arya screaming for him to stay alive, Arya states that he was her friend and hears Jockin's voice behind her say he was no one. She turns around to see the waif now has Jockin's face. And Arya asks who the person on the floor with Jockin's face is. Jockin and the waif's body says that he is no one. Arya begins to remove multiple, multiple faces from the person on the floor until she sees her own face. And she then begins to lose her sight as her eyes turn opaque white and screams for help. Now, this didn't work. Hey, man, now we're into some other mystical shit that I don't even I don't even know how to begin to because, you know, it seems it seems that you kill someone, you take their face. That's how that works. But how does Jockin's face exist in two different places? How does Arya's face exist in another place? I what think I had is- the, I think I had it. Um, I don't know what episode I said it. Maybe it was the reveal of all the faces that just towered up, and then that's why it's like a temple. Is it's like a beacon? It's like it's like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi fit Bluetooth faces. Uh, in that's why they they preserve them like that. They don't they don't take them. And Arya isn't a true no one. She isn't a devout devout you know uh whatever you know she doesn't man. really really take into their practice as much so she can't just do the bluetooth so that's why she had to have the satchel but jockin he was like the waif and the jockin are it, it they are no one like you can be anyone you want you know it's just for tv in order for it to make sense they need just to stay the a same. Face, yeah. You know, like you need someone just to stay the same. Or maybe they just like that body, you know, I don't know. It's like I've jockin' looks pretty fucking sick. I mean hot as hell. So I I think that's, that's a beautiful fucking man right there. Yeah. So maybe they just stick with one. I don't and his know. hair is getting better and better, you know, like the white streak becomes more and more prominent and every time it's a little sexier, you know, like it's just it's just the way things go for him. Yep. Um Bluetooth faces. That's that's my my theory. I like that. So it's definitely there's there's obviously a magical element to it. Oh, like yeah. uh and we already knew that. We knew there was something that was like you know, how do you take a face and then portray like a body with that face and stuff like that. Like you you have to suspend a great deal yeah. of belief. But uh there's clearly some sort of sorcery going on here as she looks at her own face and loses her sight. Um yeah, that's that's nuts. She didn't have to die in order for her face to be there. Or was was her face being taken in this moment, you know? Like, is literally her, like, she's being, like, fucking sucked into well, that it might, body. Uh, it might bode well for your theory that this place is a beacon for, you know, like, Bluetooth faces. Like, if she's even in there, her face can appear, you know? Oh, like, uh, She's in the hot spot. Yup. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bluetooth no. faces. I like that. Bluetooth faces. That's a fun one. But yeah, no, Arya is the shit in this episode, man. She is so fucking cool. Um, Damn, she might have got... She might... Well, Theon... I think I might stick with Theon. I don't know. I was I'm going Arya. Oh, I am good. going Arya. Okay, then that, that actually works out. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going Arya. I thought she was fucking awesome. Um, it gives her her fourth, yeah, her fourth character not on in the entire show so far. Um, only, and I'm word. sure she's only got more to come coming up. Yep. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, Arya was awesome in this one. I loved seeing her because you know I love that she kills Marin for what he did to Sirio and his role in betraying her father. But what she doesn't know, and what this is a nice little vindication of, is that he beat the shit out of Sansa consistently. You know, the the things he did to these girls who he, you know, who she saw that happen to. And you could tell there's a little bit more behind it because of that. You know, it's not like she probably would have just slit his throat for all the shit he's done. But, like, she watched what this dude was capable of and was like, well, this guy needs a brutal fucking death. You know? Um, Glad she gave it to him. Um, Could have chopped off his dick. I don't know. Like, done something a little bit more. Um, Maybe chopping off his own dick. Stuff in that in his mouth stuff instead of that in his mouth. Maybe that's just a little too up. graphic for TV, is all. True, true. Can't really do that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, network television. Um, <laughs> but um, maybe in the books, George gets a little crazy sometimes. In the so. books, the children love the books. Yeah, and uh, my favorites. Her killing Marin is up there for my scene. Um, Ooh, it I is up there for my scene. And I if that's not my scene, to the next all one. of my scenes go to a one part of the map. Everything goes to one part of the map. Everything besides my character, if if I okay. don't go with it. So I'll think on it a little bit more, but uh, okay. that's a top contender. I have a scene. Um, my scene is in Marine, actually, that I think right now. But I was thinking about switching it to the um, whenever she comes back to the House of Black and White to that scene just Arya freaking out and jack and like revealing the fucking mystery um i think i'll i'll wait till we get to marine to see if i will make that except i don't know i think i do like this other one a little bit more um, all right but i think i know the location you're speaking of if i had yeah. to guess damn it yeah damn it uh but yeah we're uh we're heading to marine next we're okay. in with uh Here. daenerys gone her council is unsure of how they should continue and mm-hmm. Tyrion addresses both Jorah and Dario's feelings for her, understanding all too well how one could love the wrong woman. And uh, the three argue about Jorah's betrayal, but they will not make any judgments without Daenerys first. You know, Drogon was seen taking her north, and that is where they need to search for their queen. Grey Worm is still recovering from his injuries, offers to go with Jorah and Dario, as does Tyrion. However, Dario firmly nixes both of these ideas, saying, Grey Worm, you need to lead the Unsullied. Tyrion, you're useless. Um, you're also the only one with any political experience therein. You belong here. Um, and I like the way Jorah's like, you just came into her service. What the fuck are you about to cook, bro? Like, what do you think this is? You you know, she's trying to end your family line. I think this might be my line right here. And he just, and I'm and like, he's yeah. Jorah says the queen intends to remove your family from power. And then he, Tyrion responds with, and I intend to help her do it. Uh, <laughs> very, very, um, I don't know, I love love Tyrion lines. Um, the past two two episodes have been from him. And he's, I, like, he, he really turned the table on Jorah here. Cause, and then he was, I remember, you got exiled from this city, I don't know, twice by the queen, yeah. right? And Jorah's like, be careful. He was like, hey, you better, you better stop talking right now, dude. Um, and then Dario coming in being like, all right, you're both right. 
yeah, Jora, you got kicked out, but you did kind of save the queen and all of us right there. So we know you love of, her, so you yeah. can help. You know, yeah. uh, um, so I love cool. I love the little team of misfits we're left yeah. with here, man. Masande. Um, that's what I'm saying. That's that's why this might be my scene. It felt like an Avengers team squatting up here, dude. Yeah, this, right. It was sick. And then you get the Nick Fury, the fucking yes. <laughs> walking in, being like, hey, what's up, Tyrion? I thought we were having such a good time together until what you up? left me. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, I, the Just Varys walking in might be my favorite scene, but I'd love just to combine this kind of Avengers squad up. I like um, that of Marine, uh, but I, I especially love the Varus part of him just being like, "Hmm, I wonder." Only if you had someone, you yeah. know, that had a just a vast network of spies and and that that dealt with ruling such a grudging and just horrible just place, you know, like only yeah. if you had someone that knew how to do that. And Tyrion like, just being like, "Only you had a network full of spies." Am I right? Am I right? And just being like, oh man, I did miss you, you know. And ah, oh, dude, that was the shit, man. I love this. I know, like, I know, I know you did. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I loved, I loved. I think I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the nail in the coffin on this one. I think this beats out. Um, before, uh, what was I even debating on going with? <laughs> You're like, I forgot. No, Arya in the That's House of right. Black and White. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, no, I, th like, I think, dude, I completely forgot. This shit's just so yeah. much better. Uh, yeah. no, it, this like does rock. You know, I love the the reunion. You know, it's just it's just a wonderful little. You know, I love the shot of like Tyrion looking up at Masande and Grey Worm and them being like, the fuck you know, like, now? like I guess this is us now. You know, uh, I guess we'll sit in this pyramid and just all right. Um, yeah, that I don't know. It's just a little small council in Marine right now. While Jorah and Dario go off and find Safe a queen, find a queen, um, and like, uh, and Dario also like talking to Jorah, being like, "All right, Jorah, come on, let's go. We sure have a lot to talk about." By yeah. the way, like I don't know, like why do you say it like that though? Like, because uh, he's about to be like, "I like know, she's bro." Mine? Yeah, like, like I know, I know, bro. I know. He already but... knows though that like. Daenerys is not giving him anything, you know. Like I don't know, D Dario's on a lock, dude. You know, like he must know that, right? Like, like Jorah's love is just a uh, for her fight at this point. You know, it's not like actually. Well, it is one way, but it's not reciprocated. I feel. Um, oh yeah, not even a little bit. So, <clears throat> but no, I love I love this little. Um, I don't know, a, a, a chance for these, uh, well, I wouldn't say side characters, Tyrion's quite a main character, and I don't know, but, but it, it, it kind of gave him like a step up, like it felt like a, like these are very, very yeah. crucial characters. Mathande you know? and Grey Worm about to run shit, you know, like they're, yeah. you know, Mathande is regarded as Daenerys' closest advisor, you know, like that's how they look at her, and, uh, yeah. they're correct in looking at her that way, and, uh. But yeah, man, we uh we then head to the Dothraki Sea, where Daenerys finds herself away from Marine, unsure of where she is, atop an impressive hill in a sea of green grass, and Drogon is still recovering from his wounds received yeah. from the spears, and is uninterested in flying back. You know, she tries to climb on top of him, shakes her off, 
climbs over her. I love the little shot of her like popping up behind him. It's super cute. Um, Probably in a food coma here too. Looks like he just took out an entire farm's worth of I don't know what animals they are. Uh, we just see the bones. Um, didn't leave any for his mom. You know, bones are their money. Yeah, no, uh, wiped it clean uh, himself. Dude is chilling. Dude's full. You know, he's like, I'm good. Uh, and yeah, what I just, you? yeah, I love Daenerys just actually talking to him right here. Like, it'd be nice if you could get us, you know, if you could at least go hunt us some food. You know, like she literally says that to Drogon. Like, oh, whatever. I guess I'll go walk on my own. My fucking troubled teen Drogon, you know, that yeah, I have, right. uh, won't hunt to go get me some food. Um, Your mother's but, hungry. Mm-hmm. Loved the uh, the slow rumble um, of this. I I Ooh. forgot. I forgot that this is just how it happened. Like they just kind of stumbled upon her. Um, they were like, I don't know. Like, did they track Drogon? Did they see Drogon? And then they're like ride that's a possibility uh, well they also could have just been rolling you know they could have been rolling deep and there is the possibility they that they yeah, saw they drogon know that their former khaleesi is the mother mm-hmm. of dragons maybe she's yeah. with them because they return her to the Kalasar yeah. as not like, like they find a random woman and circle all around her like they'd probably just either kill her or probably rape oh. her or you know or something take her prisoner yeah but like the fact that they circle around her and it's it's this big ordeal she drops the the uh the ring smart, uh, smart. no marriage any longer uh i mean he is dead um so uh but d- definitely don't want to let them know that she she did remarry probably probably not a good move you know good uh she's leaving she's leaving behind a sign for jorah and dario uh-huh she knows somebody's going to come looking for her. They know she has that. That's I thought it was, was like she didn't want the Dothraki to know like uh, that she married someone other than Khal Drogo. Um, I actually that, don't know if they even know that this is who she is. I do believe that she has to like convince them. Like, I was the, the wife of Khal Drogo. Do you know who I am? Like, uh, I'm pretty sure. I guess Drogon's but, not there. So it's just if they did track Drogon or not. If they did yeah. see her, her fly or whatever. But... Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Drogon's not there with her. Yeah, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to... Jorah and and Dario find it, though. If that... If that... Because it doesn't have... Uh, Yeah, they intend to give... They intend to give her to their call as a gift. To, like, you know, have their way with. Um, Mm -hmm. And she has to explain that she's Khal Drogo's widow. I see. Okay. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I ate a horse's heart or whatever, goat's heart. Yeah, she's like, I I completed that rite of passage. I'm the shit. Yeah, I I did that. I also birthed three dragons, in case you forgot um, who I am. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Wow. No, cool. Cool. I, I love the the on locate like anytime they're just in the mountains or oh dude like this is such like a brief that. scene the fact that they had to go wherever the fuck this is for that like Probably is like hilarious Ireland or something I don't know it looks like right Probably some... Scotland yeah, just... Sweden looks something up there yeah it looks awesome um but yeah uh, uh, that concludes the story there too we're we're already done with I like how this finale was just kind of bang 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 we're going we're going we're going and uh we then head to Dorne. There is one scene, I will say, 
that they let you sit with. That's true. They really sure. let you sit with it. They um, really let you sit with it. Yeah, they yeah. do. Uh, in Dorn, Jamie, Braun, Marcella, and Tristane say their farewells to the Martells to return to King's Landing. And upon saying goodbye, Ilaria Sand gives Marcella a nice long kiss on the lips. While Tyene Sand flirts with Braun saying, you want the good girl, but you need the bad pussy. God um, damn it, dude. I remember <laughs> you saying this was going to pop up. And it was it was so much worse actually hearing it yeah. in the episode. And I'm like, that's just absolutely terrible. Like that was just It's just a terrible line. Like I don't I even include that. Like, why not just leave it at uh who am I the most beautiful girl? Yeah, like another one of those. That would have been fine too, you know? But like uh like what the hell was that? Um Yeah, rough. Um Yeah. But uh let's see. I was trying to Jamie begins to, you know, sit down. As Marcella and him talk about uh, their uh, her mother, you know, uh, she's like, uh, "Do you think Trist- she'll like Tristane?" And it's like, "I'm sure she'll see he makes you happy, and that'll be good enough for her." And she's like, "Do you really believe that?" And he's like, Haha, "No, your mother's not really a good person, is she? Huh?" Um, speaking of your mom, um, I uh. Yeah, you're my kid, basically. You know, you're. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm your father. What I'm failing to try to say, and what I, what I'm yeah. doing a really good job here, but what I'm trying to, and she's just like Marcel yeah, is no. like, I know, I know, you know, you know. This moment's so sweet here. Like it's it actually is. like it's great. With, with Jamie Marcella is is Marcella actually is fantastic. Cool. Yeah, she's actually chill, and a part that kind of pissed me off. I'm not gonna lie. How the hell do they not stick with this a little bit longer? Like, she just kind of collapses. We don't get any, like, um, you get, a, like, the start of the freakout of Jamie, but you don't see him, like, like, oh, my, Marce- like, you know, like, I feel like yeah. there should have been, like, streams or, like, like tears, you know? And, like, we should have seen, like, I don't know, something, like, stick with that a little bit longer. Like, I'm That's pretty sure Nikolaj Kosterwaldo is a, a good enough actor to to do that. We've seen him put on some great ass performances before. That's very uh, true. Sure yeah. I guess they were just trying really hard to cut together that reveal very quickly. You know, she collapses uh, and then they cut bleed. to Alaria wiping off her lips and her nose bleeding and stuff, which were some really good shots there as well. Like the blood splattering on the, the dock mm-hmm. below her was very cool. And mm-hmm. she tips back. And again, it reminds you why the scene with Braun and, Tyene was important in the first place. The one where she, you know, she's doing the whole mm-hmm. sexy ah. thing she's doing. Um, yeah, true. To, to to get us in the know of what it is. Damn. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Laria wipes the blood from her nose, takes the antidote, and we say goodbye to Marcella. So, man, another another gunshot on the on the TikTok here. It's like Marcella. Yeah, uh, John. Poof. Ari's eyes. <laughs> uh, Marin Trent. Woo! Air horn, Woo! you know. Like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's, that's the opposite there. But, um, uh, yeah, that concludes that there. And then we're into King's Landing. This is a pretty. Uh, yeah, it's bang, bang, bang. Like, we've got two locations left. And you know what happens in King's Landing is she just walks through the fucking street. Um, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Septimanella enters Cersei's cell and orders her. Confess. Finally giving in, Cersei is brought before the High Sparrow to confess her sins. 
She confesses her adultery with Sir Lancel, but denies her incestuous relationship with her brother. And Cersei begs to be allowed to go to the Red Keep to see her son, Tommen. And the High Sparrow grants her this request, but says, you know, there will be a trial to ascertain the truth behind the other charges that she still denies, incest and regicide. And uh, Cersei is brought to a cell where she is stripped naked and roughly washed before her, before her hair is quickly cut short, causing her to bleed from the head and such. It's a pretty crude haircut. Yeah. Um, and the results... They show. Do appear as a crude haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lena Hetty is washing this episode, man. She is. Yeah. I think this is probably her best performance of the entire show so far. Um, she is so goddamn good. This was incredible. Like the, the, from the moment in, like when they open the door and then cry, like just all the tears, all the crying, all like, Dude. and then confessing to the High Sparrow and then the walk itself. Um, and then like the breakdown when she gets to the, the red keep and like the, the shots, like she looks up every now and then, and like, she looks at the red keep and then it, it, it makes her break even more. It's like, yeah. she's never wanted to be in there more than right now. She's like, that is home. Like that is like, I don't, Castle Rock is not home. The red keep is, is now her home. And and I'm pretty sure it's this moment right here that she plans to blow up the entire sept. She's oh, yeah. walking home and she's like, all right, how am I going to kill every single one of these motherfuckers that has mm-hmm. done this to me? Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, is that, um, just next episode or next episode, next season's finale? Yep. Or, so, yeah. and that's her trial. You know, he says, like, you're going to go on trial. Like, it's yeah. not until the end of next season. So, Cersei's got plenty of time to plan for how she's going to handle that at her trial. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this whole walk through the streets is always, it's, you know, you, first time you're watching the show, you really don't like Cersei. At least I didn't. Um, mm. And this is, it starts as like a, yeah, finally getting what she deserves. And then, they do a lot to make you go like, ah, man, is yeah. this maybe a bit too much? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, are we are we maybe taking it across the line? Now, uh, now I'm in a place where this this was a super sad part of the episode for me. Like, I I love Cersei now. I don't know. Mm. Again, it's that sitting with the characters for as long as we have. Like, I love this character, and this was fucking yeah. hard to watch. You know, yeah. Uh, it is weird how how she has evolved over. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is this this shows you why she becomes who she becomes. You know, like it's yeah, pretty There's, plain to fucking see. She has no love for the people of King's Landing. She already didn't, but boy oh boy, does she not now? You know, like uh, yeah, she'll take her comfy life back up mm-hmm. in the Red Keep. You know, any any day of the week, she's not going back to that cell. You know. Um. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. No, does she though? Because she is, she is put on trial. But is it? Um, she, she does not go back to those up. cells. She just doesn't show up and then blows them up. Or is it like Loris's or like the? It's the also it's it's Loris's and hers. Okay, um, I see. And then she just I'll sit this one out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, you know, vicious insults are hurled at her. Cunt, brotherfucker. 
Um, have I have I many as many dicks as the queen and such? Uh, and with bloodied feet, Cersei eventually makes it to the Red Keep and bursts into tears. And upon entering the gate, Cersei finds her uncle Kevin Lannister, Grand Maester Pycelle, and Kyburn waiting for her. And Kyburn is the only one who attempts yeah. to give her any comfort in any capacity, covering her with a cloak, um, putting his arms around her, giving her comfort. And then heavy footsteps are heard. Kyburn has a little gift for her. The newest member of the Kingsguard, an eight-foot-tall man in golden armor who has sworn a vow of silence until all their foes are defeated. And Kyburn suggests Cersei go inside where he can attend to her feet, which are badly injured. And the huge knight lifts her up and carries her away as her expression begins to harden. Dude, it's like an eight-foot Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Kyburn is... Ooh. I, my name is Vader. He could be a Palpatine. He kind of looks like a Palpatine, Kyburn. Um, I get more major Partagas vibes from him. You know, now that you say that, he does look <laughs> a little bit more like, yeah, more like Partagas. Um, <laughs> wow, I didn't, I forgot. I literally rewatched Andor not that long ago either. Too. Yeah, he's literally in the Empire, though. Like, he, he does have massive Imperial vibes, though. Like, that's just something he's got going on mm -hmm. for him, which is not particularly a good thing. He's just a really good actor. Um, yeah, no, like him in both. Yeah, he's he's great, great at uh playing playing those roles. Because uh, part of guys, he was even though it was Empire, you kind of I know I'm talking Star Wars now, but like kind of had like he some respect for him, like the way you know he, he did he did this sort of he felt like he would do this sort of shit where yeah. you know Cersei shows up and he like puts a cloak around her and comforts her mm -hmm. in any capacity possibly could. Um, yeah, not like, her uncle, literally not her uncle doing that. You Uncle know. Kevin's a piece of fuck, dude. I hate that guy. Um, he goes up in the sept, is that right? Or yeah, no? yeah, yeah. He goes okay. there too. Here we go. Um, Grand Maester Pycelle goes in that episode as well. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Just to, get just stabbed to by get a bunch of kids. It doesn't really matter. Pycelle gets stabbed by a bunch of kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't go in the bombing. He just nope. Why kids? I don't know, but that's how he dies. Wow. I, I'm pretty I sure they're Kyburn's little birds. Like, Kyburn, now that he has little spies everywhere. Ah, they're taking um, out the small council. Like, yeah. they're... Yeah, they're they're wiping the slate clean and doing their thing I now. Um, I see. Um, I was trying to connect the dots and see what, like, what's the reason to kill Pycelle? And I'm like, oh, well, I guess he's currently... The, he's just uh, a piece of fuck. Uh, nobody yeah, likes Pycelle, especially yeah, like, not Cersei. Like, and it's like, I, I mean, he could die or not. I don't really care, but like, right. Um, I'd, I guess I'd rather him be dead. Um, yeah, what's enough of a, what's the what's fake that? act, man? The the whole fake act. Like I, it never gets like, I don't know. Like I, I just a Cersei's, little character quirk, man. Cersei's the only one that sees through it really. You oh, know? left. Yeah. Um, but I wish, I wish someone else would just like be like, ah, I got you, or like I don't know, like catch him in the act or something like that, and be like, right? What the, wait, what the fuck? Like, what's up with you? Um, yeah, but, but that ends the story there, and we then head to the wall, oh. last location of the episode. We're already here. Um, oh and as you might have told, I've only revealed my favorite uh, character. <laughs> I still got a performance, a scene, and a line, and they all come here. And we're gonna start with my favorite scene, wherein Jon Snow 
tell Sam what he witnessed up at Hardhome, and then he raised his hands, and all of them stood up. And he hopes, you know, the White Walkers can't climb the wall. You know, he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to hope the White Walkers can't climb, man. That's all. Yep. Um, That's all that we can hope, because it is pointless. They're he's like, like, what about the dragonglass? Well, like, we're not getting that back, not unless we have a mountain of it. Yeah, we literally do. Um, at Dragon Sam, Stone. you just got told about a fucking mountain of dragonglass like weeks ago. Like, it was, it just happened. Dude's not a good maester so far, you know, in, in, in terms of very pertinent information to what you want to be doing, you know. Brother. Uh, but Brother that's why he's Christ. going to learn. That's why he's going to learn, okay? That's he true. He needs to go, go off and learn. It's it's at the Citadel that he realizes that's what they need, also. Mm-hmm. And um, then they're like, oh, well, but but you killed a you killed a White Walker. What what's up with that? Oh, Longclaw. That's Valyrian steel. How many Valyrian steel swords do we have left? Three, I think. I think not literally enough. it's Longclaw, Jamie's, and Brienne's. Um, yeah, and then the one that Samwell's family sword that Jorah uses. Ooh, um, okay, okay. So four that we yeah. know of. Maybe there's the Valyrian steel dagger that Arya uses. Ooh. The target, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's to mm-hmm. try to kill or, or try to kill a cat, right? The one that bait or Peter. Yeah, it, it was the Peter attempt Peter? on Brand's life. That was that's that Valerian was Valerian steel? steel dagger. Yep. Oh, Brand. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it, ice was Valerian steel, but that got melted down into Jamie and Brienne's. Needle's um, not Valerian steel, is it? No, that's just Castle Forged, classic, good old shit. Um, Blackfire. The sword of Aegon. Oh, well, that's, that's an like, old sword. Yeah, that's back. Longclaw, ice, and then yeah, that got melted down. Oathkeeper. Yeah, that's Brienne's. Um, Artsbane. That's oh, the that... Sam. That's the Tarly family sword. Okay, Widow's Whale. That's Joffrey's, right? Which became Jay's, Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. Rob Stark's sword apparently is Valyrian steel. The Red Viper's spear. Is Valyrian steel? Um, Euron Greyjoy's axe. Um, Arya's blade, uh, the, the dagger. Uh, apparently, Loras Tyrell's helmet. Um, and an unsullied helmet. Every unsullied helmet is Valyrian steel. Holy shit! Call Drogo's um, Arach, 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 um. Apparently, needle is this. This has needle on there. Um, is that right? No. John had the castle forge that, and there's no Valyrian steel forgers left. That's like the whole thing. Yeah, that's like yeah, it's impossible to do. And Tywin Wait. called like every corner of the fucking yeah, world to get one. Stainless steel. It literally says right there in this in the. So what? So maybe all of these actually aren't. Maybe this is just actually every weapon in Game of Thrones that has a name. Yeah, okay. that's probably what oh it is. Oh my god, these are real things that you can buy. This is a store. I'm on a shop website, not oh. a Wikipedia <laughs> website. These are actual swords. Holy shit! No, but we okay. got we everyone we questioned like really? Yeah, those are not it. Uh, oh my but, god! Wow, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's um, fine. We 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 got the point across, but. Uh, Sam asks John if he can travel to Old Town to study and replace Aemon as the new maester of the Watch. He feels, you know, there's no other way he can help them as he cannot fight. And he's also afraid for Gilly and her child's safety and wishes to mm-hmm. take them along because if he doesn't, 
he'll die trying to protect them. And John reminds him that at the Citadel, you know, they're not going to let you be with women there either, Sam. And he goes, oh, they'll bloody try. And this is my scene. This is easily my scene. When John goes, Sam. Wait a minute. And Sam kind of looks down and goes, Sam. You were just heavily injured in battle, dude. What what do you what do you mean? How'd you how'd you pull that off? Very carefully. Very carefully. I was like, let's go, Sam, you know. No, I loved that shit, man. That was uh, that was definitely my favorite scene. Because it's like a little goodbye. They they gap up there. You know, I don't know. Like they're like I don't know, they do some they do something something else, but you know, they're both like one of the few Night's Watchmen in Castle Black who's, like, not a virgin consensually, you know, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't have to pay anybody for it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. That has to feel good. Um, I don't know. That, that was really funny. Yeah, not many, not many scenes that are, like, that's just kind of funny. I don't know. Not, in that's general, not even like, Game of Thrones. You have, that's like, that's one of the few moments yeah. in Game We were talking, I think it was in the Irishman episode, where we were talking about how, like, you know, our lives don't really concern ourselves with, like, oh, no, my best friend wants me to kill my yeah. other best friend, and that's sad, you know. Uh, yeah. This is something that could happen with you and your boys, you know, like, yeah. like oh, Joe? Yeah. Like, Joe? You, are you, are <laughs> you know, like, that shit right there? So that's the real that's shit that could happen, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, I love I love that stuff, and you don't get a lot of that in Thrones. So when it does happen, I'm I'm very happy to see it. And uh, oh yeah, especially when it's Sam and John, man, they're just such a good duo. I love these two. And uh, yeah, at least there's some happy moment before. Yeah, um, starting off here. Um, but yeah, Davos, you know, having returned to Castle Black at Stannis's orders, is urging John to convince the Wildlings for aid. Um, and John refuses him, saying that they wouldn't side with Stannis, and this is not their fight. And uh, both of them are shocked to see a speechless and despondent Melisandre return to the wall. And Sir Davos walks up to her. John goes, King Stannis. And she just kind of looks at him. And then Davos goes, the Princess Shireen. Uh, but Melisandre remains silent, implying that they met the same fate, which isn't exactly correct. But uh, Davos yeah, lets her go. It doesn't tell the whole truth. No, there. Um, not even a little bit. Um, not even kind of. Um, is it ever? Is it known? It does Davos... become known because Davos finds his little stag. Really? In... When they're marching for the Battle of the Bastards, they post up camp in the same spot. And Davos is like, I never sleep the night before a battle. And he goes and he walks around the camp and he happens upon it and realizes what must have happened. Swears he's going to kill Melisandre the next time he sees her. And uh, John sends her away. Yeah, I I knew there was like a vendetta against Melisandre. And I'm like, I'm I'm assuming this is how it starts. Yes. Um, Like the real vendetta against her. He's always been anti-Melisandre. No, but yeah, Um, he gets to a point where he's like, if I see you again, I will murder you. Yeah, like that's... uh, the Onion King, or whatever. What's it? Is that the Onion name? Knight? Onion Knight. Let's fucking go, Davos. Sir Davos Seaworth. One of uh, the only people who knew the ending of the show. Like, it's incredible. Like, they didn't like really let in any of the actors. I think he was like one of three people or four people. Like, I think it was D and D, George and Davos, the actor of Davos, Liam Cunningham. Uh, man, I think That's literally funny. he was so in. Like, he was in the circle. Apparent, like. Super in, which I think is hilarious. He's just, he's that just, he's that kind of dude. Um, mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just completely false. I remember hearing that from somewhere that there was a very limited number of people who knew the ending, but that's I crazy. think he was on the list. 
Um, but yeah, man, uh, that night, John is reading messages from, uh, you know, various parts of the kingdoms, and he leans back, puts his head in his hand, you know. Stannis being dead and stuff, it's just a further hold on the kingdoms that the Lannisters have, and that's just not good for anybody, and stressing John out a little bit. And uh, that's when his steward, Ollie, t- comes in. Says, there's a wildling out there. He knows He knows about your uncle. He knows about your uncle Benjamin, sir. And John's like, you sure he's mean? he means Benjamin? That's what he said, sir. Um, and this is where I'm giving Kit Harrington the performance. Or no, mm. this is where I would have given Kit Harrington the performance. Um, had Lena Hetty not been so strong. Um, mm. the, we're doing the double. The double I think Lena we're going to do the double. I think we're going to do the It's probably double. deserved. I mean, this yeah. was, it was, it was insane. Um, yeah, I'll if, go ahead and spread the love there. That's how I'll spread the love. If um, I knew for a fact that Kit Harrington actually kept his eyes this still on his own, and this is not the effects, then I'd give it to him because I think yeah, that's humanly impossible. Um, so I'll, I'll give it I to him. You know because... what? In the spirit of spreading the love, I think I might stick with, I might stick with Kit Harrington because. Ooh. This last scene is fucking incredible. Um, he doesn't have to obviously break on the levels that Lena Hetty did, but uh, I don't know. It's more concise. He's not actually getting the... stabbed in the stomach, you know, mm. and uh, yeah, choking on blood, having to rather like, convincing choke back uh, like the air and shit, like mm. he like doing it really well, <laughs> and then like the ollie, like like the well, when he looks when he looks air. at the traitor cross, and he's like. He knows. Like the realization, like, I'm about to fucking die. You know, yeah. like he turns around, gets stabbed, you know, by, you know, he get, he goes down the stairs and Alistair's like, yeah, you know, we, we can never trust these things, but, you know, there are ways to know if he's telling the truth. And they get there and Thorne makes the first move, stabbing the Lord Commander, saying, for the watch. As well as the others, as they close in and continue stabbing him, one after the other, Jon Snow is betrayed, for the watch. And finally, a tearful Ollie approaches last. And after a moment of pause, John gasps, Ollie. Before Ollie delivers the final blow, repeating the pledge. And the brothers leave John to die alone in the snow. Can't wait for that kid to hang. I can't wait for Ollie to be hanged on a rope and die. Um, All these motherfuckers, dead soon. That's going to be nice. That's going to be very nice to see. Um, we were a little bit hesitant for Ollie a little bit, I think, a couple episodes ago. I'm fully back on the fuck Ollie yeah, train, no though. Fuck Ollie, man. Um, I, I don't think I was ever off. I'm pretty sure I declared hard that, like, I never left. Uh, still no, fuck yeah, that. You, you, you were insistent on that, on that matter. Um, yeah. So, Ollie, 9 out of 10 death. Probably up there with Joffrey. Um, maybe an eight, not, not really that, not Joffrey level, but he's up there, um, out of 10, but, um, no, this, and oh I'm my like, God, oh my God, this, this, how, I wonder how many seconds we actually stick on just the blood oozing out, you it's know, it's pretty substantial, this, um, like, oh man, and just the, the no music too, like just the silence, I incredible. remember, Oh, fuck. this is uh, this is one of those things with this show that uh, I remember watching for the first time and I remember being, you know, 
aghast. Mm. Just. Because here's the thing. I had one of the worst spoilers possible going into the show. I had, no. uh, I knew, I knew John died. Oh, man. now I did not know when he died. I did not know how he died. I didn't know any of that. So this was sudden, you know, like no matter if you know, he dies or not, Yeah. you do yeah. not know that this is how he's going to die. You do not know that like they even convince him. This is not when you're dying. You know, I guess this is, they're leading him to, oh, they know where your uncle Benjamin is. And then it's like, all the air sucked out of you. What I did not know is that he came back to life. That is a, that is not a spoiler I had. I knew he died. So like that was that was a moment that I just fucking I was upset. You know, I was upset yeah. with it. Um, there's some pretty fun behind the scenes stories about Kit Harrington and the season break between season five and season six because of all the secrecy that had to be maintained mm-hmm. around his return. Um huh. That's just so cool. When a show is held in that high of esteem where you need to like actually live your life differently so that people don't know that mm-hmm. you come back. Yeah, like, like they were uh there he was on an he was on a talk show, I can't remember who it was with, but they were like, Did you tell anybody? You know, that that you're he's like, actually, you know, I I didn't. I wasn't supposed to. He's like, Not even your mom Well, yeah, I told my parents. You know, uh, wow. your girlfriend. Yeah. I told my girlfriend. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, yeah, yeah. I, I told a few people, you know, and he then the, the most famous the... story was like, and I actually told a, uh, a police officer. That's right. That's yeah. Uh, I think I heard this. Yeah. yeah that's he told it, he told a police officer who pulled him over on a speeding ticket, told him he'd let him go. If he told him whether or not John lives and he told him he didn't say anything, but he just shook his head. Like, yeah, he'll that's be fine. Pretty fucking cool, dude. To escape the law, to escape the ops, dude. Just yeah, like off complete, like stature alone. Like that's just a character that he plays. That's just like a part of his job. You mm-hmm. know, it's not even his whole life. Just a part of his job that yep. he does to get out of his dude. That's amazing, incredible. Um, and just to know that he's married to Egret in real life. Like, what the hell? Like. What is this actual happy ending uh, sort of thing that we got? Like, I don't know. It's it's beautiful. Um, it's gorgeous. I love think it. think Ollie was at the wedding? Probably sure hope not. not. Sure hope not. Um, I mean, maybe. Could have been. Hmm. Questions that we'll never get the answer to. I know some other people there at the wedding that were from the cast, um, but I don't think I saw Ollie in those pictures. Um, at all, but man, yeah, is it? It so we, at the end of episode two is when he like takes his breath, right? So it ends yeah. with that. So <gasps> he, yeah, does he kill all the people? Is that like the first thing he does? He's like, yeah, it's the first thing he does, and it's also his final act as Lord Commander. Like, gotta do it. Oh, he's <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm killing the motherfuckers that stabbed me. I'm actually dead. My watch has ended. Ed, that's that on that. It. He literally like he's like Ed. Here's the keys. See you later. Good luck whenever the Night King comes down. Wow, that's incredible. He'll have a dragon. Oh, by the way, um, at this point, right? And then that's what causes them to just to run. Doesn't Ed like die like not at the wall? I feel like Ed dies like in some some place in between the wall and Winterfell for some reason. Laura said, "Yeah." He dies at the Battle of Winterfell. Okay. Yeah, I, f- I figured it was south of the wall. I didn't think it was 
it was at the wall. So, yeah, I feel like, is the dragon, like, busting through the wall? Does he just, like, oh, fuck, we... we no, we, yeah, we, that's we, what's funny, oh. is he's, like, there. What's hilarious is that, like, when the dragon tears down the wall, Tormund and Ed are at, like, the top of the wall, and then they just, like, live through that. Wow. Not sure how. Not sure how. And they don't elaborate. You know, they just, they blitz it to Winterfell and call it good. Hmm. Okay, plot armor. It's okay. No, yeah, it happens. Um, especially in season seven and eight of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, true. They're tends to be the season where stuff goes a little like, yeah, we'll do whatever we want. Man, yeah, reading these deaths for the episode, we got Celise Baratheon, um, a few kind of no-names people, uh, uh, Stannis Baratheon, Miranda, uh, Ramsey's, uh, I don't know what to call her. Plaything? Yeah, sad to, to call her that. Marin Trent, let's fucking go. Uh, Marcella. We smoking that Marin pack. Wow, it says Marcella Baratheon on the wiki. Kind of interesting. Um, that was her official name. I guess yeah. true. And then Jon Snow on the deaths. That's just so weird. It's bizarre, especially since we know that he, you know, he does live again, but like he is dead, you know, he, like, and they let you know, they make sure you go. Oh, that motherfucker's dead. You know, like you are, you are left with no illusions. If anything, you're left with denial, you know, because they do everything they can to tell you this guy is not alive. Yeah, man. And then. Below him, it does say many Baratheon soldiers, many Bolton soldiers, and there was a shot where it just showed the snow, dude, just the red, and then the bodies just laying there, and I was all like, "Whoa!" Like that's that's just that's how war used to be, man. That's like that's crazy. Like to think one of our ancestors might have picked up a sword, mm. ran in a battle like that, came out victorious, and we're part of that seed line, dude. We got that in us. If we go back far enough, I got that dog in me. Exactly, that's where it all comes from. You gotta have, you gotta have a dog in you if you're about to go fight on a battlefield with swords, you know, and axes and spears. Couldn't and, be me. Oh my god, shoot Couldn't me be instead me. of stab me, please, any day. Um, at nuke me instead of any. I don't know. I like. I don't like. Not. I don't want to be stabbed ever. Uh, Fuck no. Yeah. But, wow, I guess, do we usually do the season favorites first, or rate the ep? I think, or do we rate the episode first, maybe? I think we rate the episode, rate the season. Mm-hmm. And then favorites for all? No, I think we do season favorites first, is what it sounds like to me. Maybe we do, maybe we rate the season, season favorites, or rate the episode, season favorites, rate the season. That's how we'll do it this time. Yes, um, yes. I but, so. uh. How are we feeling about the finale? It's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. And I, I remember specifically first watch, this is one that just sucks the fucking air out of you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this... um, It's got some good moments. Marin Trant going very good. Jon Snow dying, not very good, but oh my god, what a scene. Um, Let's see. Marcella, that does suck. Um, Yeah, a lot of just gunshots on this one. That just blows. Um... Yeah, and even, like, the good thing, Sansa and Theon, they're barely out of Winterfell, and that's one of the good things. Man, you're—and that's the thing, is that, like, 
it's going to fare well, man. Like this is just a, it's such a, it's such a good show and such a good episode of television that even uh, if you don't like the events that are happening, oh my your God. emotional investment in it is so you are immense. Glued. That it's, yeah, you are absolutely glued to the screen. Like it, you, you need to know what's happening next. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Every other storyline you check in on is just such a treat. It's like, oh my god, it's you, you're you're wrapping up storylines with as well setting up cliffhangers for every single storyline that is up here. Arya's blind now; she can't see or what the even fuck happened to her. Maybe she's not just blind. Like that was just some weird shit. Um, Daenerys is now in the Dothraki horde. Um, in Jorah and Dario are off to find her, while the Avengers squad and Nick Fury rule Marine. Um, who would Tyrion be in the event? I feel like he's kind of like the Tony uh, of the group, if I had to say. Um, probably. Probably Tony. Tony! Tony! Yeah, he's, he's probably, Tony! He's probably Tony. Tony! Tony! Oh man, love me, love me, Tony. Some... Tony. It was last Friday on this podcast we covered yeah. Iron Man 2008. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Masande. Y- you hate to reduce it to the the gender thing, but probably Black Widow. True. Yeah, Dario. Like, character character wise, though, maybe Vision. You know, no. You, yeah, translator. She fucking knows every language. She's Possibly. Like, she just, she's. Grey Worm's got that Hawkeye shit going on for sure. Okay. Dario, um, who's who's sexy like Thor, but not really. He's not like dumb. Daenerys but, would be like Thor, bro. Yeah. I mean, she's not Dario. dumb, but she's easily the most a, powerful. Do we have a Dario in Marvel? Um. Maybe uh, Jorah's Cap. There's no doubt about that. Jorah's <laughs> yeah. Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that just fits too well. Maybe like Dario's like Bucky or something. I don't know. Um, Ooh. Probably. You know. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a sexy dude that just knows Dario's. I mean, Dario's probably Black Widow. If we're being for real, <laughs> he's um, he's Black Widow and Bucky. Uh, yeah. Have a kid together. Just the um, super sexy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Out here, no, I love, I love that. But <laughs> regardless, how are we, how are we feeling about this? How are we feeling about the episode? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think it's, it might not be a ten, but it's like a nine five or a nine seven five. It might be a ten, actually. Fuck, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't. I'm, I, I I'm, I'm hesitant, so I can't give it a ten. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, uh, I'd be willing to throw it a nine seven five for sure. I think my gut takes me around a nine five though. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, but every. Every check-in was just so it was it was a very well done season finale. Oh, it was. It, it, was. it, it left it was you satisfied good. and it left you wanting more, and that's 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 what you want. Probably the most open ending of a season we've ever gotten, as far as like completing yeah, like, story arcs. Like, you could not have guessed what was going to happen with Daenerys. You know, no, at all. There's no way you're like, oh yeah, Melisandre's just going to resurrect John. Cool. Um, Arya will have to just be on the streets blind for a little bit. Um, yeah, it's Stannis just gone now. That's kind of crazy. No more, no more Stannis. That's a pretty massive branch of the story yeah, we've just eliminated. Just cut dude. off. 
the like bro was in this show since season fucking two man not a single baratheon other than gendry i think blood baratheons left yeah gendry's it wow yeah it's like a whole tom and tom and still baratheon in name true um oh yeah yeah a blood lannister Um, yeah yeah i think that's it though i think every baratheon's gone uh that's like any like, note like it it is the three main house like you i the three banners that you get that you buy from game of thrones is targaryen lannister and stark but the other one that's in the title sequence is like the stag it's it's baratheon it's the baratheons like, they're just gone they know? were prominent for five fucking seasons man yeah now just gone robert led a rebellion dude against the mad king and like yeah that's nuts a major house just gone completely. Uh, Man. But I yeah, I mean, critically... Yeah, that's, that's our game. Critically, as a finale, this is pretty strong. Yeah. It was... It, it worked pretty well. Um, I think it's... I think it was... I don't know. Last episode was probably visually better, but this one just... It so. hits. It, it just hits um, a lot harder. I would say I would say that this is a better written episode on the whole, save for a couple lines here and there. Um, oh, namely, you want the good girl, but you need the bad pussy. Maybe that yeah, gives it an automatic five. Um, yep, uh, two actually. Yeah, there you uh, go. This was the worst decision they've ever made. But yeah, I, think... I wouldn't even say it's the best episode of the season, but it's good. You know, like I'd, I'd throw it yeah, a nine two five or a nine five. The Lena Headey performance is like fucking Oscar or not Oscar. Wait, yeah. Emmy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to say, like, it's not even TV. That's just, like, a fucking... Oh, right. Drive. Like, holy shit. That's a movie-like performance there, it felt like. Um, and Kit Harrington as well, smashing it. Um, Arya as well. Um, Macy Williams did did a really good job. Uh, Sophie Turner and Alfie Allen um, had a really good scene together. Um, the whole... Marine crew. I loved Peter Dinklage and, and uh, uh, who plays Varys. Um, Conleth Hill. Yeah. Uh, loved, loved them together. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think it's, a, it's, it's around like a nine, a nine-ish. Um, I guess that's, that's what we gave last episode though. So does, does the performances make up for the beauty of last episode uh. i do think so last episode our premiere like reason it got that low is because the performances weren't mm-hmm. didn't Not weren't enough they didn't have enough to work with so i would i would give it a bump i'd give it the two five bump okay okay then that would average it out to be a nine four two which is only below one, two episodes. It is the third of the season, um, which I think makes sense. Um, it's only below Hard Home and um, Kill, the, Kill Boy. the Boy. Oh, that episode was was, was a, a delight. Melisandre and Grey Worm. Ooh, that was a good scene. Uh, and your scene was Daenerys feeds her dragons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great episode. I remember now. This um, does make it the second lowest uh, season oh, finale, finale for us. 
Ah. Only only above season three's finale, Misa, wherein we had a little bit of a problem with the white savior imagery of Daenerys and stuff. Was, that was a little yeah, rough. Yeah, it was quite um, obvious. Um, yeah, kind of crazy that 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 passed. But um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, even even with the the downtick, um, nine four two, it's Misa. Still, did still beat it? Oh, nine seven five. Oh, that's overall. I'm looking at the wrong number. That's an eight nine two. Okay, I was looking at the overall. Um, mm. but man, yeah, what? It, it was still still a, a great finale. Like I think, <clears throat> trying to think of if this might be the best at leaving you wanting more. Like I think the, this these were the best cliffhangers. Um, oh, I think so. I'm actually looking back at it. Without the genre rating in the first two seasons, it would mm. be second behind season four. Mm. We wow. scored it higher in both enjoyment and critically than yeah. seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. So yeah, this wasn't bad. Was uh, I, I enjoyed this one very much. Very much so. Mm. Man, we've only given one season finale a 10. In that enjoyment was. wise. Season Which four. One? Four. What would that have? The children. Tyrion killing his oh, dad. Bran finding the three-eyed raven. Um, the hound Tyrion. versus Brienne of Tarth. Oh, my God. Yeah, that um, one's a powerhouse finale right there. Wow. Um, ooh, Arya saying, I'll last longer than you. Yeah, leaving the hound. Holy sh- Yeah, that episode was incredible. Um, okay. So... I think, yeah, does the little, it's not quite a 10. That makes sense. That episode's a 10. This one, this one's a 9.75. I I, I agree with this more now. So, yeah, okay. Well, now we do some season favorites. Um, I usually just do mine on the fly. You're you're prepared here. I Um, am. I think, I mean, come on, I, I think... You got it's John Snow also. season, baby. This is—I mean, it's incredible. Like it's the rise and the demise shit. right here, baby. The quickest demise, it too. Like it is—it's just up, 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 and then flat down. You know, like I mean, it is the sharpest cut. Yeah, you literal know, flat line. Yeah, don't see it coming. And oh my god, man, yeah, this—the biggest death in the show, probably. Yes, bigger than Ned Stark. Yes, bigger than Rob Stark. Um, yes, bigger than Joffrey. I mean, this this is this is the biggest death, I'd say. Substantial, yeah. In the show. And uh, but yeah, so I think I think John takes that pretty easily. Um, no, I mean, like you could put it, yeah, like you put it up next to any other death in the show. Like Ned's in terms of level of importance in launching the story is like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty huge. Um, but we've been with John for five fucking seasons up yeah. to this point. This is the most jarring death you've witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the slow death too. You seem stabbed many times, you know, mm. that he can't survive this. It's like, it's, it's terrible. There's nothing left up in the air. Like, yeah. Um, looking for a performance just to see if I, the one that showed up the most for me, but it looks like I have a lot of ties and it's basically between Lena Headey, Amelia Clark, and Kit Harrington. Um, it looks like they each have two from me. Um, hmm, this is a tough one. 
because um, Kit Harrington really came into his element this season as well. But I, I don't know if I want to stack um, Kit Harrington up like this. But man, it, it really felt like his season. Um, it did, man. I went. I went Lena Hetty. I uh, okay, maybe which is not. It's not her first season long performance. Not either. I think I gave it to her for season two as well. Yeah. Gave it to her for season two as well. So she's my first repeat on the season side of things. Mm. Um, Ah, And John will be my first repeat. I did give it to him last season. Um, And I I guess he only elevated for me even more. He, I don't mm. know. I'm I'm all the way in um, even more so on John. Um, And I'm glad that I know he comes back. That is, I'm very glad that I know that. Yeah, I have a feeling Jon Snow's probably going to get the character. A couple I think he in got the clean sweep, other than the line, because uh, I mean, it's man, the Battle of Hardhome, baby. That's the moment of the other, season here. Yeah, is there any other scene, man? I think you just kind of got, um, yeah, you just you got him. Um, I'm just spreading the love to Kit Harrington um, for the performance. Um, oh, okay. Now line. Let's see. Is it oh fuck from Dolores Ed after he sees? The wall of Zomp or just absolute death coming towards him. I don't think so. Night's Watch. Ooh. With, with me. me. God, love a good with me. I've tasted the Dornishman's wife. Could be. Ooh, that's what I'm going with. Ooh, okay. Okay, there we go. So at least... Brothers, at least... oh brothers, my days are done. The Dornishman's taken my life. Hmm. The freedom to make my own mistakes is all I've ever wanted from Mance Raider. That one's pretty strong. I think I'll do that one. I like that. What does it matter? For all men must die. And I've tasted the Dornishman's wife. Mm. I have. Braun is just like that. Okay, well then there we are. Uh, you've got, you've got the Dornishman's wife. I picked a uh, a Mance Raider quote. Um, good old, the freedom to make my own mistakes is all I've ever mm. wanted. Um, now, yeah, and with those favorites here, um, wow, that's that's time all to return to the the mm. drawing board here. Here we are. We got we got another season in the books. So what are the what are the numbers like? What are we reflecting? We've got a hundred different choices as far as total picks across the 50 episodes we've covered 100 tallies that breaks Um, up very nicely literally into percentages we can see how uh how stacked each character is yeah yeah um but yeah we've gone with 33 different characters across this and we've gone with 31 different performances through 50 episodes so that's pretty that's a pretty good spread you know we're you know we're not going full 50 episodes 50 different you know that's you're spreading the love about as much as you can in the show is what i'm going to put my money on uh but across 33 characters picked across 50 episodes john snow overtook oberon martell this season for character nods wow Um, it only lasted a season John, yeah, I mean, it only took over in a season to get there, um, which is an important distinction. <laughs> um, John Snow has 12. He's gotten 12% of the character nods. And 
even so, even so, even though Oberon has not been in the show since season four, episode eight, or yeah, episode eight, I think. Might have been seven. That when he died. In um, yeah, I mean he got his last nod in eight. Um, okay, that's the that's mountain and the viper. Back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even so, since even though he has not appeared in eleven episodes, um, he's still in second with ten character nods. Um, ten percent, baby. He is a tenth of the show. That's that's incredible. After that, third is Tyrion Lannister at nine. Mm-hmm. Fourth is Daenerys with seven. And then fifth is a one, two, three-way tie between a few still holding on up there. Love to see it. Ned Stark, Mm -hmm. Rob Stark, and the Hound. Ooh, I thought you were about to say Rob. That would have been, I don't know, just all the Starks in there. Oh, Rob Rob was the second one. What did I say? Did I say that wrong? Oh, I thought it was Ned and Cat. Oh, it was Ned and Rob. Yeah, Ned, Rob. I thought and I heard cat for some reason. Oh, it would have been nice if the hound was cat. Um, cat did not get a ton of character. Yeah, Actually, cat performances. Cat never got a character yeah. nod from us. Yeah, um, she got several perform. I bet she's still at the top of the list in performances. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and that said, that being the top five, we do still have two main cast members who have not gotten a character nod from us, and those are the likes of Bran Stark. Wow. And Jamie Lannister. Neither of them have ever gotten a character nod from us. But that brings us to performances. Wherein we've picked 31 different actors or actresses across the 50 episodes. And for 100 different picks, the top performer for us by a little bit of a margin. A little <laughs> bit of a margin is Lena Hetty with yeah. 14 performance nods. Uh, 14 14% of the show, or not yeah. 14% of the show, 14% of the picks, but. Give Lena Hetty 14% of the residuals from Game of Thrones, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like, that's no 2% bullshit for all the actors. Give Lena Hetty 14. Um, Second remains a tie between Peter Dinklage and Amelia Clark, each at 11. Okay. Um, and I think that makes sense as the big three. Yeah. Those are the performers of this show, if I had to oh, say yeah. so. Um, and man, are they all good together. And, and now we've got Peter Dinklage acting off e- Amelia Clark after seasons of acting off Lena Hetty. Oh. So this is a, it's a nice little group there. But uh, if we call those two and three, um, we then have another tie thereafter between, oh, look who made up some ground this season. Kit Harrington at eight. Tied mm-hmm. for third with Sophie Turner Whoa. at eight. Okay, yes, Sophie Turner. Yeah, okay. up, up the numbers there a bit. Um, fourth goes to fourth and fifth end up falling to Michelle Fairley at fourth with seven, and Sean Bean as Ned nice. Stark. Nice, so nice, nice. We got Cat and we got Ned and we got Ned and we got Rob. So like it's it's we got the it's nice. The, it's nice. At least Ned. Is the common denominator too? You know that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the ghost that keeps on haunting through the entire show. We'll get him back. Entire show. He might get more as young Ned. Think about it, dude. He probably cool. will. I probably will give it to him for keeping that secret, dude. That's and true. All that, you know? dude, that reveal, the John reveal, might be a Ned 
character moment. Hey, it might, and we'll get he there. Only rise. That's amazing. he can only rise. That's amazing. <laughs> He's the only dead character that could still get another nod. Um, Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Does Michelle Fairley come back? Mm-mm. No one comes back. John well, I mean, Snow. Ned Sean Bean doesn't come back either. It's a it's a different actor for young. I think Ned. John Snow takes this one home. That's <laughs> um, now that I think about it, a dead character yeah, that will dead character who will get more. It's definitely John. More. Yep, that's yeah. fair. Not um, about that one. You know, I don't even think he's dead. Like it, I, I never really think he's dead anymore because. He's, no, yeah, like he's it's just kind of like an in-between thing. Yeah. Like he's just he's he, he's just waiting to wake up, man. That's all. He's just a nap, you know. He's, he's just a sleepy boy. He's been through shit. He think about this. Instead of they were at Hardhome, which is at the very end of the wall on the sea, they decided to not take the boats and somehow walk all the way back to the wall at the entrance there doesn't really make a whole lot of sense you know they could have just sailed a little little and just dropped them off on the other side of the wall um but they walked in the same direction as the night kings no they sailed away they did sail away i know but then like then they just went back north of the wall to go in at castle black you know that's a good point that's a good they were already in the water in the ocean why not just do the little loop, like, you know, uh, like Mexico border, like, it's not not smart to go through the border, but if you could just go to Florida or California, you know, it's kind of like the equivalent. Yeah, you know, maybe it's, uh, yeah, maybe, 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 I don't know, I don't have a good excuse for you there. Um, I think they just needed the badass shot of. Uh, I think that like the gift, the the land that they're about to give them is like it would have been a hell of a march either way. Ah, like, okay. They yeah, they had to walk the whole length of the wall anyways because they needed to farm the lands just. But then why south. wouldn't you do that south of the wall? Yeah, where it's way safer. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's so we can get a moment like that with Alistair well, potentially not letting. I guess through. maybe a. Fucking massive army of wildlings south of the wall might raise some alarms if it doesn't come from Castle Black. Like, That's just the, the villages nearby would be like, holy fuck, we're about to be, like, with the entire wildling army coming <laughs> for us. Like, what the fuck? Like, That's yeah, if true. you live close to the wall, you'd be scared as shit. But... Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, uh... The wall dominated my favorites, though. Uh, it literally got all of them, actually. Jon Snow, Kit Harrington, Hard Home, and a Mance Raider line. So there you go. everything came north for me. Um, the true but, north. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I uh, I fucking love this shit, man. Yeah, you, but you season stress. long, how are we feeling about it? Ooh. Is this your favorite season yet? Ooh. Last season, we did give a 10. And man... Well, I guess there's a little bit of hesitation. Is it four or five? Is man, this season was so good. Let's see. John speaks to Mance. John becomes the Lord Commander. Brienne and Podrick have a good little fireside chat. Um, ooh, Grey Worm and Barristan sell me the Star Wars hallway scene. That's a good one. Um, Barristan talking to Daenerys about Rhaegar. Um, Grey Worm and Masande have a heartfelt moment. Hall of Faces reveal. 
Uh, Sam fights his ass off for Gillian and loses his virginity. John kills a White Walker. Uh, Davo says, uh, oh, that's just more sad. Um, the Avengers squad up. Um, the Dragon Pit. Um, and then also Jorah's first pit, the little one. Uh, hard Home, hello. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, okay, I think this is a 10. Season. I'm there. Like, so much happened this season, and Jon Snow fucking died, dude. Like, they, they, they took it to the ultimate, the ultimate place it could have gone. Um, no, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I was, I was naming, like, huge scenes. Like, like, scenes that are like, oh my god. Well, I guess some of them are just cute little heartfelt moments, but a lot of them are like, oh fuck. Like, that's, that's an, an that's happening right now, all in this season. Um, so yeah, I'm at I'm at a ten there. And then last season we gave it a nine seven five critically. Uh, looks like we've been bumping up a nine to a nine two five to a nine five to a nine seven five. And then now, I don't think we've lowered. You know, I don't think is it a ten? Is this no, the, no. Is this the best season of television there is? No, I'm so, I, I'm even more confident now uh, that they do not top season four. Oh, so this is not nine seven five. I don't think it's a nine seven five. I think it's a nine five. I think I think that we if it gets bumped, it's only barely. But I I thinking of the emotional ramifications of season four Ooh. and how well that season was written, man. Like, Ooh. that was fucking good. Like that was just fucking. Good man. I mean, you get John's most emotional story with Egret. You get Tyrion's most emotional story, killing his father and Shay. Joffrey and dies. His trial and Joffrey yeah. dies, and yeah, Oberyn Martell is there, and he's doing all the, like season four of Game of Thrones might be the best season of television Oberyn. of all time, which yeah. is why I'm like hesitating to tell tell you that season five is better. Like that's all. Um, yeah. Then I I think I think a nine five would be fair. Then that ties it with like season three. And I think that makes a lot more sense to compare it to than than season four. I so that would that would give it a nine six seven. So that would make it yeah the second best season. Um, it goes four five three two one, which I think yeah that perfectly tracks. The show just got better from season one to three, so obviously that's going to be the bottom three for right now. At least, uh, yeah, we'll certainly for right we'll now. I'm I'm worried about my feelings of seven and eight. Who knows? Maybe this rewatch, something will click. You know, I don't know. I don't. Well, here's the so, thing. But... I've always been I've always been an apologist for it. I've always mm-hmm. enjoyed them in like, spite on, guys, of the complaints. So hard on it, like people are too harsh on it. And I'm like, afraid uh, that I'll come around to those complaints. That's like, the thing. And like ooh, I've always understood them. Suck. Yeah, like actually, this is not good. Because maybe spending more time with it will make the rush seem even faster. It will. Like, and that's yeah. wh- that's where the concern is. It will make that feel even worse. Um, Ooh, that'll be fun. At least we got another season buffer before we get to, like, the... And season seven's not line. nearly as guilty of it as season eight is, but... Yeah. Uh, that's where we're, we're really out there. I think um, we're about to enter the last truly great season of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Battle of the Bastard wins a winner. Um, hold the door. Um, Oathbreaker. Um, no one. 
What happens in no one? That's episode eight. Um, for Battle of the Bastards, what does she do? No one. What does Arya get up to in season six? I mean, is that when she kills the waif and leaves Bravos for the North again? Probably. That that's that probably sounds about right. Wow. Yeah. There we are. Another freaking season in the books. A year's worth of Game of Thrones. I guess technically two weeks less. But if you account for sick weeks, a year's worth of Game of Thrones. Fuck yeah. Hey man. It feel if it's it doesn't feel like it's been that long. I'll tell you that. I guess it does feel like it's been a while, but like not really, I don't know yeah, a no, year. Really. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, but we're we're well beyond the halfway point. That's for sure. Mm. And uh, maybe at some point we can even start double. It's still crazy it. to think about how this is this project was also kind of a whim. Like we just kind of started it. Yeah. We literally were like, "Do you want to start watching Game of Thrones?" And then we just while. did that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we did. We didn't know what we signed on for. It was, you know, maybe we, maybe we didn't really think about how long um, of a project it really yeah, was. We were like, you know, this is a seventy-three week commitment. Man, did we really even bring that up at the beginning? Or we? I think like, we did, it. but we both were just like, "Fuck it, man, let's do it." You know, uh, man. I guess we were like, I plan on doing this for another 73 weeks. Might as well be doing Game of Thrones. You know, I think that was our attitude about it. We were like, well, we're going to be doing it for that long anyway. Why not I cover see. Game of Thrones? I see. Um, I mean, af- af- in the new year, we could start double dipping. And, uh, well, that would make season, that's basically the end of season six. So that would make the rush of season seven and eight go by even faster if we start, nah, like, yeah. doing them on No double phases. dipping. We ride this uh, one. If we double dip, we go comic book movies. We're not double dipping Thrones. Okay. Uh, Thrones is getting the treatment, you know? And um, we, if we were one week earlier, it would have ended on April Fools. Um, that ooh. would have been amazing if we could... Somehow, maybe do two episodes one week so we can end on April Fools. Um, I don't know why we would need to end on April Fools at all, but and who knows? We might skip a week anyways um, from then on out, from here on. So that might be a lost effort, anyways. But... No, if we if we skip two more weeks, the show will end. Our series will end two days away from the 13th anniversary of the premiere of Game of Thrones. That's kind of weird. Wow. Watch watch House of the Dragon drop like a right when we're fucking done, you know? They're just like no stopping for you. Do you think it's possible that early? April? April 15th, 2024. No. Not with it the strike. It has to be summer or fall. Like, yeah, I think with the strikes, because I think they just started filming. Um, oh, wow. OK. Maybe that's yeah. not true. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe they just wrapped filming. That's what uh, I thought. I thought they finished filming. Um, let's see. Season two expected to wrap in September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This. Um, yeah, they, they're they're done filming. All right. Yeah. No, then I mean, there's a distinct possibility we get that in, uh, you know, maybe they returned the ways of old Game of Thrones used to release in April, May. Maybe they do that thing for us. But, uh, you know, House of the Dragon did premiere in August. 
So maybe they hold on to it until then. And if that's the case, so be it, you know? Yeah. I guess right now we're right now we're ending in April. But who knows? Maybe there's a few more breaks we take for whatever reason and then it does line up with the actual release of House of the Dragon and then they're like, "Haha, we got you bitches. You're back on Mondays uh to cover House of the Dragon or whatever if we if we decide to do that or not." Yeah, we're uh, you know, I but, think we'll I think uh, HBO television, I haven't really cooled on. That's the first, the title of the first episode. Oh my god. People say, that have read the books, they're like, holy shit, we're getting this episode one. People are like, what the hell is going on? Like, this season has to be insane if this is episode one. So, like, I'm... Yeah, we'll probably be covering it if I'm going to bet money. The acting was so good, too. And, like, the production quality is so good. And, like, there's so many dragons. And it's, like... And Rhaenyra's queen. And it's a civil war that we just heard freaking talk up, talked about here. That's exposition, as we thought, but it's actually history in his season two of the show. Man, what a universe George has built. George's are just kind of like that. George Lucas and George R. Martin. God damn, you just build worlds. Man. Um, is there another George? George... feel like there's another George that I'm forgetting. Um, Curious? Yep, that's the one. Dang it. Yeah. Oh, George Clooney. Yep, just knows how to make a heist movie. That's the, the Holy Trinity. George Lucas, um, George R. R. Martin, and George Clooney. George Romero, George of the Jungle. Oh. Ooh. George Lopez. We got some good Georges. That's better. That's way better. George Lopez is 100% better. I like that as the Holy Trinity. Just imagining um, Electro from Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Yeah. Um, or maybe that's not his name. Electro? Might as that's well be. Um, what's up? Uh, Mr. I don't know what he's called. I'm trying to put myself in, in his character. I, I can't do that right now. Um, but wow. There we are. Like Five here. seasons in the books. Oh my god! And uh, and we're starting Fincher. Now, it's just Mister Electric, by the way. Mister Electric. I thought there was a Mister. Okay. Yeah, you did. You I got did. that right. Okay. Um, I, I, but yeah, we're starting are. season six next Dude. week, baby. We're already there. Um, Nuts. What the? And hell? not only are we starting season six next week, but this week we start another director spotlight. With David Fincher's The Killer releasing here in three weeks, um, yeah, yeah. we will be discussing it. But in anticipation, we're also going to be discussing Fight Club and The Social Network. So Fight Club is this week. The Social Network is next week. And we are also continuing our comic book movie journey through film the next couple weeks with The Incredible Hulk this Friday, where we'll be joined by Michael Mielberger. And The Dark Knight next Friday will be joined by Claire DeGenero. So we've got a nice, nice, we're getting the guests back. You know, we're getting them back on. My dad was just on for Scorsese and Kyler was on for Iron Man. And, you know, it's, I, I love spreading the love. I love when people come on and we get to, we get to host with other people. It's a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, with that, if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. All sorts of book reviews, movie reviews, comic book reviews, and the like. And uh, 
Oh, for just $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money. And I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening. And to be sure to, uh, you know, stand in solidarity with SAG-AFTRA as they continue their uh, struggle against uh, the studios. I wonder how long that's uh, we need last. unity. We think, need not solidarity. Be. I don't know. Um, that might just stay for good. That it that might never will. leave. Um, they better. It'll only end when the strike ends. Yep. Um, or else you're gonna have to, every end. listener of this podcast is gonna yeah. have to deal with me quoting Al Pacino at the end <laughs> of every episode. Um, and I know yeah. I went a little. I went a little Nixon with it actually. When a we need solidarity. You know, Nixon that's a that's a little. It it works. It works out. Jimmy Hoffa, much more of a Nixon kind of guy. They're never going to forgive me for giving money to Nixon. Uh, That's right. A literal supporter. Financial. Literal literal line in the movie The Irishman. But uh, yeah, SAG-AFTRA deserves everything they're asking for. They deserve to be compensated fairly. Without them, we would not have the likes of Game of Thrones. We would not have the likes of anything you watch without them. So... It yeah. doesn't seem like it's a complicated deal at all to me to pay them for what they do or the that they deserve day, to own their likeness. The creator and writer of Squid Game that made Netflix $900 million, almost a billion dollars, got zero dollars from Netflix. Didn't get a dime from the residuals that it made them. That's fucking which, nuts. What the hell? Like, that's that's kind of insane. Hopefully, um, hopefully the WGA's deal will actually incorporate that to an extent. Yeah, you know, crazy. Marvel was getting, everyone was like, finally, Marvel's making some changes. They're going to include a proper showrunner, and they're going to do this, and it's not going to be executives running series. Marvel was getting credit for that, but that's what the WGA strike was for. The WGA strike earned them writers will be showrunners, not mm-hmm. executives. You know, like that's that's how that'll work from now on, and I'm so thankful for that. But uh, yeah, man, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you. And I'll top off the episode with my favorite quote of the episode, which I forgot to mention: mm-hmm. um, "Peace, love, and bloom." And to us, long may they sneer. <laughs>